Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. It's time for your week daily look at the NBA and your Charlotte Hornets. It's time for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. Oh, that sounds amazing. David, the Hornets get another road victory, this time against the Philadelphia 76ers, 100-85. to And Batum, Nick Batum, notched a triple-double, his second of the season. I'm Doug Branson. Welcome into the high of a clock alarm. You know, this is a this is a weird game, David, because you have a Philadelphia 76ers team who is already want uh, for NBA-level talent. They don't have uh, Jalil Okafor, their uh, first-round pick. They don't have Nerlens Noel, who sat with an injury. Jeremy Grant, who is also uh, somewhat an NBA-level basketball player at this point in his career, did not dress as well. This was an odd game for the Hornets uh, and the Sixers. Yeah, it had a weird feel to it. So I guess from that, you just take away that the Hornets showed up, did what they had to do, and got out of there. Got their magic number down to two. Could have been one if the Pacers could have held off the Bulls, but that'll have to wait uh, for another day. But still, all in all, a win in your right Batum. I mean, looks really, really, really good doing it all out there. Another triple-double and uh, no injuries. So I think you take that as a win as well. Yeah, the one injury for the Hornets before the game, Jeremy Lin uh, did not play a sore back. So if there were ever a time to rest yeah. and, and get to 100%, it's certainly uh, preferable if you do that against the Philadelphia 76ers because after they play the Sixers again at home on Friday, they get Cle- at Cleveland and at Toronto. So those are two important road games that the Hornets have to look ahead to. Uh, but yeah, going back to Batum, 19 points, 12 rebounds, 12 assists, his second triple-double of the season. The only other Hornet in franchise history to notch uh, two or more triple-doubles in a season, Baron Davis. B. Diddy, number yeah. one. That's right. So, that's right. I'm going to come that's back, ex- That's exclusive company for Batum. Uh, other players to mention as well, Cody Zeller, 7 of 8 from the field. I thought he was going to have another perfect night from the field. He's known for those. Uh, four of four from uh, the free throw line, 18 points, 11 rebounds, two blocks. Courtney Lee also with an efficient game, six of 10 from the field, 15 points, six rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. He's really, you know, Courtney Lee is is just a do-it-all guy. He's just got a lot of tools in the, in the tool belt, and uh, he's coming up big defensively, um, but also, you know, adding rebounds, assists. He's, he's really a full-game player. Yeah, how worried are you about Kimba, if at all, right now? Because he was uh, 5 of 19 last night. Not worried because, again, I think this is just an odd game. I mean, you, you talk about situations where you had Kendall Marshall guarding Frank Kaminsky. Uh, you, you just you had Carl Landry as their center, who's 6'9". I mean, this is just such an – it's an odd game. I, I, I yeah. said on Twitter last night, it's like um, – it's like on on 2K uh, on the video game when somebody just throws a, a completely different way to play the game than than you would normally play, and it just throws you off. 
they call it like cheese on the on the online circuits and it's just i think when you're used to playing nba level basketball night after night and then you get and i don't i don't mean this in a mean way i know it sounds mean but that's a d-league team david yeah i mean that's just how it is yeah we've been there i mean we've we've witnessed that up close Kemba took 12 three-pointers, so well, you, you kind of get the feeling he was, you know, trying, you know, trying to be out there, maybe test his range, and but again, kind of like you're saying, not going through the motions, but just doing what he had to do. Well, and he wasn't the only one struggling from beyond the arc. The really the entire team, seven of 25, couldn't get it going. Uh, Jeremy Lamb, 0 of two. Marvin Williams, normally good from beyond the arc, 0 of four. And even Batum, who had the triple double, was one of four. Uh, from three so the entire team didn't seem to be in a rhythm uh, from outside and again we we go back to if you're going to have one game where you're not offensively locked in from the three-point line that the place where you've made your money this season best that it be done against a team in in Philadelphia who could not score inside the Hornets uh, uh, beat the Sixers in points of the paint 48 to 22 48 is not a huge number for points in the paint for the Hornets but 22 is an extremely low number. Um, and, you know, you. W- I think the only thing you, you take away is, is that you sort of wish that the Hornets could have rested Kimball Walker. Um, right. a- and, that was my next question. Do you, do you think he may, he may chill out on Friday at all? I think these are ga- – if this weren't a tight playoff race, maybe. But I think these are games yeah. you absolutely have to win. And, and you look if you looked at this game and you went – the Hornets won 185. Why didn't Kemba rest in the fourth quarter? Or why didn't these guys get more rest in the fourth quarter? Okay, they were up 17, and then uh, Covington hits a three, Brand gets an and one, and, and then Ish Smith hits a three. So they were they were getting hot in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden it's a 10-point game. And that's when, you know, they shot, what, the Sixers shot 44 three-pointers. So you you can't put your whole bench unit in only up 10 points when the other team is is bombs away you just can't do it because you you cannot lose that game and when they visit friday you cannot lose that game especially with cleveland toronto uh, the knicks the celtics coming up on the schedule for the hornets yeah and i believe the hornets pulled into a tie with the celtics last night if i'm not mistaken that is correct um, I'll do a standings check in one second. Just wanted to throw a couple more stats out from this game. Uh, this was the 13th win in March for the Hornets. That breaks a franchise record for most W's in a month, uh, previously 12. Uh, the Hornets play, again, the Hornets play the Sixers on Friday night at home, 7 p.m. We'll have a full preview of that game coming up on uh, thir- Hive Talk Live Thursdays, brought to you by ESPN 730. And uh, as I said, quick standings check. The Hornets are still in sixth place in the East at 43-31. and They're tied with the Celtics now, who play on Thursday night at Portland. They're a half game back of the Heat, who play tonight at Los Angeles against the Lakers. And they are a game and a half back of the Atlanta Hawks, who also play tonight. But they have a slightly tougher opponent than the Lakers. They play the Toronto Raptors. So that could be a game to watch. And again, uh, that's at home for the Hawks, so that that should be a little easier. But still, uh, Toronto, yeah, yeah. that's going to be a tough opponent. And the Heat Lakers game could be a game to watch. It's not one I will be watching, uh, nor Doug. I'm just going to go on a limb say you won't be watching that one. That tips at ten thirty. But yeah, maybe there's one last little uh, little bit of magic left in the old Mamba's legs and could help out the Hornets tonight. <laughs> 
Well, look, the Lakers, we talked about it on last night's show. The Lakers lost their last game by 48 points, and a lot of the blame. Back. <laughs> Trap game. A lot of well, Watch out, Heat. <laughs> Maybe the Lakers will only lose by, you know, 28 now. No, I, I think, you know, and Byron Scott called out his younger players, and we, we discussed sort of the insanity behind that. But if you're looking for a possible reason that Miami could lose this game. They could be looking ahead a little bit. And some of these young guys, they do have pride. You know, they might not have pride in their coach, but they have they have pride in their own game. So, you know, unless he, you know, tinkers with that lineup a little too much, you could see D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, guys like that, step up and, and try to beat the Heat. So that's what you're hoping yeah, for anyway if you're a Hornets fan. Yeah, there could be some more extra internal strife um, if you're checking the social media feeds this morning. Just uh, from uh, just uh, some some bro code violation, maybe I'll, you guys can go check that out. But um, also, the Bulls will play the Rockets on Thursday. Uh, that is on TNT. That is at seven o'clock, and that is in Houston. So, should the Bulls Bulls drop that one, the Hornets game against the Sixers on Friday would be to guarantee a playoff spot. So that could be exciting. That would be very exciting, and because again, yeah, I, cool. I think that's you know clinching at home. Certainly, you'll have the crowd involved. They'll, they'll be a part of it. They'll they'll and they'll know it, and they'll they'll, they'll pump that up. I would expect expect to see that tweeted out, shared, and and built up for that game a little bit. Absolutely. So, oh, and also a, a, a note that I uh, Hive Talk Live is giving away tickets to that game. Mm. on the show on Thursday, but we're only giving it away to people who listen live on Thursday. So you have to listen live if you want two tickets to that game, which David just mentioned. Not only is it one of the last chances you can see the Hornets before the playoffs, but it could be a playoff-clinching game. So listen Thursday at 6 o'clock p.m., HiveTalkLive.com. All right, moving on, an update on the 2017 Charlotte All-Star Weekend debacle situation continuing to develop uh we talked about it on last night's show atlanta city council made a resolution and they came out and basically said hey listen uh you know if nba <laughs> hey if Not uh if you don't want to if you don't want to hold that thing in charlotte just uh ease on down the road ease on down 85 hit up atlanta gotta say i i, I didn't see that coming yeah I, this early <laughs> i didn't it's a didn't bold another team and it, it was a, a bold, bold move I can't uh, say that I begrudge them. You know, I mean, it is a big deal. If uh, and and hey, I mean, they have a long-standing history. They just repealed the law, <laughs> right? This right? is still I mean, pretty fresh, Atlanta. Hey, why don't you back off yeah. and let the let the scene develop? Right. Uh, right. So the but, NBA responded. Ahead, the, well, the NBA responded yeah. uh, through their spokesperson, uh, Mike Bass, who said, "We appreciate the invitation." but are hopeful that the city of Charlotte and the state of North Carolina can work through their differences far in advance of the 2017 All-Star Game. So, David, that tells me that there there still is plenty of time to get this figured out, at least in the NBA's mind. And, yeah. you know, Atlanta, ba- back off a little bit. Don't call us. We'll call you, Atlanta. <laughs> no, it's Thanks. you know, that would be the – David, I mean, that would be – the worst because Atlanta and Charlotte have a history of, you know, does Charlotte want to be Atlanta or is Atlanta the model that Charlotte wants to avoid? There's this whole Mm -hmm. weird kind of history between Atlanta and Charlotte. And so I think 
if Atlanta did end up getting the game instead of Charlotte, that would be a huge blow to Charlotte's pride. And, you know, Atlanta doing that is not going to move the needle one way or the other for North Carolina. I mean, that that's so, you know, that's so far away from the the situation that's going on. But, uh, you know, you have now you have Bank of America joining Mm -hmm. 80 other companies asking for a full out repeal of this uh, House Bill 2 legislation that could, you know, start we, we could see some action there that could start to move the needle. Uh, and, you know, as Audie Joseph said last night on the show, you know, we talk about repeal, but that might not be necessarily how this plays out because you don't need a full right. repeal to take away some of the, the things that the NBA has a problem with in this legislation. There are just countless ways that this could play out. It's very interesting to, to watch this develop. Yeah, we're just going to have to keep monitoring this situation. It doesn't feel like it's fading away anytime soon. I mean, every day, just look at yesterday, that comes out and the NBA responds. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I just don't know. And and we mentioned last night at some point the NBA, if they haven't already, is going to have to say this is the drop-dead date. This is the the no-turning-back date to where we won't be able to move this thing. I would imagine, man, they may have already worked that out. And like he said, it's not something they necessarily have to share with everyone as long as – important parties involved uh, know that, but we'll see. I mean, it's, um, I think all of us around here want the, want to move in the right direction on all fronts on that, but we'll just have to wait and see. We'll keep you updated and we'll keep you updated. If any other uh, shenanigans happen with any other cities trying to elbow their way in, we're watching you Washington DC. Yeah. Did they, did they really have to, I mean, well, what city was going to be like, no, nah, we're not going to, We'll pass. If, if, if Charlotte, <laughs> right. Charlotte doesn't want it, we'll pass. <laughs> yeah, you didn't need to say it. We we know Atlanta. You hosted it in twenty in, in two thousand three. I think that was what that was MJ's big big All Star game, right? Where he did his farewell. All right, we'll uh, we'll we'll keep you updated on this situation and make sure to uh, go back if you haven't already and listen to the interview that we did last night with Adi Joseph. We broke down uh, all the playoff competition that the Hornets could possibly face. Celtics, Hawks, Heat, some good scouting reports on them, as well as uh, Nick Denning from At The Hive joined us with some information about what's going on around the rest of the league. It was a great show. Give it a listen uh, on iTunes and and make sure to, while you're there, give us a five-star review. As I said, write us a haiku. It could be anything. It could be on the Hornets, anything. I will read it on the air, I promise. Uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, again, Hive Talk Live Thursdays. We're going to have a great show, and we'll have a full preview of the Hornets' next game at home against the Philadelphia 76ers. Could be a clinch. We're also giving away tickets. Until then, folks, all hail the teal and purple. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.